0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the show on this episode of the podcast we will be discussing everything Cincinnati distilling we'll go through the history of the distillery current news and of course our personal favorite aspect of the show the tastings. with me as always is my intrepid and brilliant co-host Andy Kleschick Andy how are you doing today you know I'm doing good uh we just got past
1: our, this is Halloween weekend, so, you know, try to enjoy all the scary movies this weekend now. Get them all wrapped up. Uh,
0: What's your go-to?
1: My go-to, I hate to say it, pretty much, like, The Shining, It, as... Um, Big Stephen King guy. Yeah, pretty much, most of Stephen King's stuff is my, like, go-to for horror or Halloween-related um, thrillers. Right. Uh, personally, that's just kind of the vein of those movies that I like to watch. Of course. But I'll watch anything, you know?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. At I'm least all, once. I'm a big, I love, I love The Conjuring, I love some of the classics like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, yeah. some of the updated Halloweens. Uh, I really like, um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many out there now. I'm a big fan of the Scream series even though it's yeah. not like a very serious uh horror horror franchise Can I so, I'm, horror I'm a big watch. Sl- I'm a big slasher yeah. film guy. Yeah. Stab, you know, a guy with a knife stabbing people type of deal. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's always fun. We had Halloween tomorrow. Pass. I don't think we're going to get any kids, honestly. Last year we had one group of kids, it was cuz we had our next it was our next our neighbors kids and I might get don't a couple. I live here anymore. So. Yeah, I might
1: get a couple just cuz I'm on a quieter street than you are. Are you planning
0: on passing out candy?
1: Yeah, I probably will.
0: I would be surprised if Sarah makes us go like to, to Percy's and like sit, go into Madeira and yeah. actually do it there. So we'll just have to see. But anyways, without further ado, why don't we just jump right on in? This is one we're very excited about, obviously. This is, our I believe, our first straight-up Cincinnati yeah. whiskey. We had New Riff, which is right across the river. Uh, this is the first 10, true minutes, Cincinnati. Yeah, 15 minutes from us. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is the first one right here in Cincinnati. Uh, so, I'm excited about this. I know Andy is as well. So, let's just do it. Jump right on in. <clears throat> Tell them everything they need to know about Cincinnati Distilling. Of course.
1: So, Cincinnati Distilling, To uh, mention it, I mean, this is as close to home as we can get, literally. I mean, this is maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes from where we both live now. Yeah. Um, out in Milford, Milford Ohio. Yeah. Um, It was founded in 2017, originally under the uh, Sycamore Distilling name uh, after Sycamore Township, I'm assuming at least. Um, It was later rebranded, I think, last year in 2020, either 2020 or 2019 as Cincinnati Distilling and Cincinnati Distillery. Um, And it was started initially underneath the uh, March 1st Brewing like umbrella of everything going on where they have March 1st Brewing and their cider related cidery. And of course the distilling operations now, um, originally Sycamore now Cincinnati distilling, as I mentioned. Um, and it was something that they, when they set out to do everything, they kind of really more set it out to be focused on, um, craft whiskeys, uh, craft vodkas, rums, bourbons, all that stuff. Um, but now at least in the last year, year and a half, um, of, since COVID have set it up to be, you know, 20 plus different offerings in that lineup of, um, distilled products. And it's something that, um, you know, they started out actually producing everything, um, in buildings on site that, um, were originally built in about 1812, um and of course at that time in eighteen twelve were key to the industries in the area. Um and it was something that, you know, those original buildings were far more focused on like mill work, grain work, um type of operations back in the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Uh I think they did have a distillery, one or two distilleries in the area, um, in that specific area, um uh New Germany quote-unquote new germany which is um basically modern day camp denison here in cincinnati right um near like kind of on the border of indian hill and sims township uh closer to the indian hill side of the border than the sims township side uh right there on the miami little miami river uh and not the uh new germany neighborhood up in uh, beaver creek ohio closer to dayton
0: yeah, the actual uh, March First Brewing is not actually located in Milford though. It's yeah, like, it's like the blue. It's like the Blue Ash area. It's kind of. I mean, it's yeah. right down the street from Sycamore High School. Yeah,
1: yeah, March first. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's a good clarification. March first is based more closer to Blue Ash, right? But Cincinnati Distilling, right. is based there, Cause, But right there, because
0: they're like a joint venture, right? You wanna, uh, more or less. Yeah. Right. Cause if, I think if, cause if you go to March 1st Brewing, all you're going to see as far as the liquor goes is the Cincinnati distilling. Yeah. Product.
1: I think, yeah. I, to my understanding. And when you look at their website, um, both March 1st and Cincinnati distilling, my understanding of it is March 1st, the brewery was, um, like set everything up and started everything out, but then they started the cidery. For them after it gotcha, and also started the distilling operations, which are in Camp Denison area, gotcha, Indian Hill Sims Township area. Um, afterwards, so it's kind of like they, they're a subsidiary, if you will, of March right.
0: 1st, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I as I want, understand right, it. I just didn't want people to think that I want people to understand that they were like similar but separate, kind of, yeah,
1: yeah, similar but separate, owned by the same people, right? Um, yeah. And it was something that, you know, those original, um, the land that they're on was originally developed by the, um, coogler family, Waldschmidt, Walschmidt, um, family. You know, of course they're still using it. Uh, and that's something like, you'll see a few roads here, uh, like Kugler Mill Road for anybody in Cincinnati. Um, any listeners, I'm assuming is named after them. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, of course, and they were one of the first families um, to actually begin distilling in America um, and had, you know, a very, at least in, for the time, Western America uh, and had a reputable distilling history, you know, beginning in the early 1800s there, about as soon as 18, the 1820s um or to the early 1830s. Damn. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, so it's, it's the area has even if Cincinnati distilling is you know new, the area has that history. Gotcha. Um, and it was actually, um, kind of a, on that same thread, um, the original stable that John Kugler, um, who was one of the patriarchs of that family. Uh, used as a stable to uh, for his prized horses back in the 1830s is actually um what is now the modern day I believe Cincinnati Distillings uh not March First um modern day tasting and tap room like that's that's where they have everything there um for a Cincinnati Distilling um and it was something you know of you know the they had huge family operations, everything in that area, um, doing everything. And they were instrumental to that part of Cincinnati, setting it up and everything. Uh, and setting up a lot of the roads and everything into downtown Cincinnati. Yeah. Or helping try to get those roads set up hmm. and mapping them. Um, and their distilling operations at the time, uh, expanded, you know, in the early 1800s all the way, um, until about 1868, 1870, that time period, uh, when John Kugler died. Um, and that was kind of when the whole Kugler Waldschmidt um, business empire died off, uh, or was sold off to other people, all except for their uh, mill. Okay. It was either a grain mill or a paper, paper mill, I can't quite remember, Um But of course, you know, now in modern day times, it's something that Cincinnati Distilling has since bought back or tried to buy back at least um, in the last three, four years since 2018. Uh, They've tried to buy back a lot of the land and the buildings, um, not only to sit here and use for their own operations, whether it be distilling side, brewing side, anything like that, or restaurant side. But also sit here and um, buy them and, use, you know, pr- try and preserve them for, as a historical um, aspect as well. Because, obviously, you know, Cincinnati, um, you know, is a very, very historical town. So they're trying to preserve a lot of those older buildings, yeah. um, kind of as historic buildings, even if they can't use them, just as a history museum, if you will. Sure. Um of sorts, at least, you know. So, kind of trying to keep all that stuff um, historically accurate, preserve it, loving museum, and actually use some of it in their operations as much as they can. Um, and so when you go and visit them, I know you, John, have visited them. I need to go visit them sometime um, when I have a chance here. So
0: I've been to March first, but I've never been to since then. I just
1: don't. oh oh, I I thought you had been to. Um, Cincinnati, still, no, I and mean, that I've, was I've, I've when driven, we were I've texting.
0: Driven, I've like seen it. And I've driven past it, but I've never like stopped and actually okay. looked, you know, toward it and everything. I, I
1: thought when we were sitting here talking, texting the other day about it, you would actually been out there. Oh, no, no, to no, it. No. I I didn't think you were just at March first, right? Uh, okay, but um, I mean, all a lot of it looks historically accurate from the photos I saw. Yeah. I mean, I know they're trying to you know modernize a lot of the grounds and everything, and it looks nice. Um, what they're trying to do, at least the restaurant operations that they're doing, you know, look modern and nice while trying to sit here and maintain the, um, obviously the historical aspect of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. On the grounds.
1: Um, And it's something, you know, they sit here and even though they have a short distilling history here um, in the city, you know, about, about the same length of time as what New Riff has, maybe a couple years younger. Um, you know, they have quite a few different um, products. Uh, of course, being the Ohio Straight Bourbon, um, which is, I think, what we're trying today, and then their American whiskey, uh, both, I think, which are mash bill of 74% corn, 21% rye, uh, 1% of their Ohio of uh, Ohio apples, and 4% malted barley, but they also have a uh, of course single barrels, um rye, a whole bunch of different products, uh, flavored whiskies, um today everything like today that. Today
0: we're actually trying the Cincinnati Distilling Small Batch American whiskey. Okay. Aged ten years. Okay. It's got a proof a ninety proofage. Okay. That's the one we're doing today.
1: Yeah. And so, of course, you know, they have a whole bunch of different whiskeys that they do. From that, everything else that I mentioned, you know, along with their flavored ones that they offer and single barrels, malted barley um, whiskeys, all that. And, of course, their uh, cask additions, which they'll typically use, you know, like coffee barrels or even some of um, March 1st's um, barrels that they use for their barrel aged um, beers, stuff like that among others. Yeah. Uh and much like a uh, whiskey war high um high bank that we discussed last week, you know, they have their own um vodkas among other lighter, clearer spirits uh and rums and everything um that they offer. And you know, they'll also, you know, at least in their rum and the, I think their gin too, they also offer a um barrel-aged offering in those as well. So, you know, they exactly, you know, so definitely, you know, they're only three, four years old, um, but they definitely have quite the lineup to offer people
0: for sure. Well, like I said, we're going to do the American whiskey to age 10 years, small batch. So go ahead and pour yourself a glass and we're going to go ahead and drive, uh, dive right into the tastings. All right, now that we all have a glass of the American whiskey aged 10 years by Cincinnati Distilling poured, let's go ahead and dive right into the tastings. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Salute. As always, we'll start with the nose. Very light. I'm getting some floral hints.
1: Some floral notes in there. Some honey notes in there. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of getting, I hate to say it, I'm kind of getting an off note. Um. Very... paint or like rubber cement like note to me like 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 it's like a honey or that's trending towards that side um which okay. on the on the nose at least um does not smell the best um it you just, know I'm, I'm sure that could change on the palate right
0: but. for me it's very similar to whiskey war it's like a toned down lower proofage whiskey war where it's again not very complex uh, yeah, where you get a couple notes, really, really light, and I'm I'm just not getting much from the nose. Yeah, let's, let's uh, give it a taste and see what we think. It's tastes, pretty, it's pretty smooth. Yeah, not, tastes a lot better. Again, than it not, smells. It's still, it. I agree. The taste is better. But still, not very complex though.
1: No. No, not at all. Um, I think it's you know I'm still kind of getting a honey floral note right. on it. Um,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Some of it, I don't know. I, I I think it's probably just me that I'm getting it. It's just something with the nose and the palate on it. It's just something off with it that I can't put my hands on. Like I was kind of saying, like a like a rubber cement or like a paint note that I'm just like yeah, I'm not getting acrid. That. I'm not really getting That's it. That's not <laughs> jiving with me.
0: Um, I mean, not, of course, not every whiskey is going to be, be, be for you. Um, yeah. Uh, this is definitely not my, my favorite. I wish Cincinnati would... I think, like, again, I think maybe the bourbon would be better or the, maybe a, an American whiskey aged a oh, little yeah. longer. It's definitely not our favorite product. I do think that I think it needs to an, get... an, it, they have some work to do, but they're, yeah. they're relatively new. It's, they and, need to get some age out. under the belt, for sure. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, not,
1: it's not bad. It's just something of like – it's just – there's just something in there that to me tastes and smells off that I just think that, you know, once they sit there and get more time under their belt, they'll sit there and uh, be able to smooth that out, get – work it out of the process, and it's probably just my palate. You know, it does not –
0: We've tasted a lot of whiskey, so yeah, we're obviously connoisseurs, and we're not easy to impress.
1: Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, and it's Andy's just, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most impressive. I mean, it's not bad, but you know, being four years old, five years old, almost, right? I, I think it's not a bad offering. I w- I will say that. I will give that on a positive. It's not a bad offering. I think it just they need to get more age in order to sit here and smooth out some of those rougher edges on it.
0: Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode, and share every episode on your social media platforms. We really do appreciate your support, and you're the reason we do this. Uh, Have a great Rest of your week, pour yourself another whiskey, especially if it's Saturday, Mm, maybe even football Sunday. And don't worry, America, we'll be here to drink with you next week.